Let's talk about it. 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. You guys are still wrapped up in the Tommy DeVito story, that's for sure. As the football week is about to start, Thursday night football, tonight. What do we have again tonight? Tonight's the uh, Raiders and the Chargers. That should be a great game without any quarterbacks. I can't wait. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. But, yeah, we're still wrapped up in the DeVito and what he can be and what he can't be. And for me, I, I noticed finally it's getting to him. Like you just listen to him, and you know when the media was talking to him, he's, he was he was being asked about what if he did this in another city, would it be as big a deal because he's local? And he's like, uh, I don't know, I just want to play football. And I think as the football player emerges and as the winning hopefully continues for the Giants, the story will fade a little bit, and it won't be just about whether or not he eats his mother's chicken cutlets or if she does his laundry for him or if he's Italian. Or it's going to be about whether or not he's the franchise quarterback for this team, which is amazing enough. Because they kind of had one, didn't they? They paid him big bucks. $40 million a year, Daniel Jones sitting in the wings. And I still believe, and I was talking about this a lot uh, too this morning, I still believe that, and you heard in the clip just there, Daniel Jones is the first guy to text message him. I think this this is best case scenario for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is much better off than winning games and having to worry about DeVito than them tanking and losing all these games and dealing with a first-round draft pick because you can't win that battle. The minute they draft a quarterback, Daniel Jones is done. DeVito, however, unrestricted free agent uh, after next year, non-drafted free agent. He could play well. He could play poorly. At least there's an option to get back into the mix if you're Daniel Jones recovering from ACL surgery next year. Even if DeVito starts the year, if they start the year and they lose the first two games, you could be right back in the mix. If Drake May is the quarterback for the first two games and he's awful, he's the quarterback. He's the first-round pick. But what the Giants are going to do in the future isn't as intriguing to me as what the Giants are going to do on Sunday. I know the further we get away from Monday and the closer we get to Sunday, we have to really start to realize that it's about the team and it's not just about this kid. And this defense has been playing much, much better. And you've seen things from other players. The offensive line has gotten better. You're seeing over the course of these three wins, uh, Hodgins have a a couple touchdowns. Hyatt get involved and have a 100-yard game. Wondell Robinson be the driving force of the passing game. Like, we've seen other guys step up. Ojolari, Aziz Ojolari actually making plays in the defense. Banks making plays in the defense. And it's about winning this football game to keep both the story and the season alive. And the idea of playing a meaningful game against the Philadelphia Eagles on Christmas. That's the best Christmas present this franchise can give its fan base. The the season was dead. It was toe-tagged. It was over. A lot of us, and I say us because of me, we're 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 rooting for them to lose to get a draft pick. 
That's what I thought was best for the franchise at two and eight. And Dan, and Dan, I can't stop saying it. And Tommy DeVito and Brian Dable and this giant team has pulled it out of the fire. And all they have to do, and it won't be easy, but the Saints are not the team we thought they were. They are not the team that's just hands and down the best and hands down the best in the division. They've played crappy. This defense, while talented and in some aspects pretty good, and others not so good. Average, middle of the pack, tough again. You know, not so good against the run game. You expect Saquon Barkley to be featured a lot in this game. But whoever the reason is, whether it be defense and the turnovers, whether it be Saquon Barkley, or whether it be the savior in Tommy DeVito, whoever is the reason for winning this football game, if the Giants do so, if they win this game, move to six and eight. And set up a Christmas Day epic battle against the nemesis Philadelphia Eagles, who could be fighting, theoretically, if the Cowboys win against Buffalo, could be fighting for their division lives, for the right to win this division, possibly get a bye, all that, and not be the fifth seed and look to play on the road come playoff time. That's all you could ask for. A meaningful game against the against these Eagles on 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 Christmas Day. That's the best Christmas present this this team has given us, and that's what I'm focused on. And we could talk about what happens in the future and whether or not they should do this, or would you still draft a kid, or you know, do you just let uh, him emerge as the starter? Do you move on from Daniel Jones? Do you trade Daniel Jones? He does this better than Daniel Jones. He does that better than this one. Like I'm not there yet. And I think some of the noise about what he does so great is preposterous. Sorry. He won a football game, and he made a great touchdown throw, and then he took them down the field with 90 seconds left. I love him. Want more of him. But to make blanket statements about he does this better than Daniel Jones, and he's done this better than any quarterback. And I had a call earlier today tell me he's handled the pressure better than any quarterback in giant history. What pressure? They were 2-8 and eight when he stepped in. They lost their quarterback. The season was over when Daniel Jones crumpled in a ball in Vegas. The season was over. There was no pressure. And we've embraced him like you can't believe. All you, all you had to do was be fairly competent and win a game against Washington, and we embraced the kid on every level possible. He hasn't dealt with any pressure other than just the internal pressure and the and the pressure from the, you know, the other team on the field and just the overall pressure of being an NFL quarterback, but nothing specific to this city. In fact, the, the fact that he's an, a local kid has helped relieve a lot of the pressure. But he's handled the pressure better than anybody. He get rid, he gets rid of the ball quicker than anybody. He reads the defense better than Daniel Jones. This is the same Daniel Jones we all propped up and put on his pedestal and said is better than Dak Prescott. And paid $40 million. So let's not go there. Let's focus on this week. How do they beat the Saints and set up that game against the Eagles that I want so bad I can taste? That's what I want to talk about. And you know, it's me, so I want to talk about Yamamoto too. I want to have a little Yankee hot stove. That's all I want to do. I don't want to think too far into the future. I want to think about whether or not the Yankees are going to get an ace this week instead of the Dodgers swooping in after a miserable contract. Now they're out taking on everybody. Glass now. They're going to go get a uh, hater for the bullpen, and they brought their entire team down, including Otani, Freeman, and Betts, to go meet Yamamoto and steal them away from the Yankees and the Mets. That's what I'm focused on. That and how the hell the Giants and the Jets, for that matter, could go win a game this Sunday and change their franchises around. Because if the Jets win, hey, guess who should be ready? Guess who's been uh, looking at this game for the last eight weeks? Aaron Rodgers. Could we see, could the Jets and, and, and specifically Zach Wilson play well enough 
Can Zach Wilson play well enough to be benched yet again? How funny is that? How funny is the idea of Zach Wilson where if he plays terrible, they stick with him, and if he plays great, he gets benched again? Maybe he'll win another NFC Player of the Week and get benched to bring in Aaron Rodgers to go play Washington Commanders. I love it. I love it. Either way, it's going to be an exciting Sunday. Tell you that right now. And we haven't had a lot of them. And I'm going to relish it instead of figuring out what's going to happen six months from now. Let's get to the phone calls. 877-337-6666. Robert in Manhattan. What's up, Robert? Hey, Mr. C-Mac. Well, the first thing I should do yes. before anything else is wish Clan C-Mac whatever you happen to celebrate, whether it's Saturnalia, whether it's Festivus, whether it's Twelfth Night, Ren Day, Boxing Day, or any holiday, whatever you celebrate. Well, thank you very much. I may appreciate it. Be, may it be yours, and may the new year bring you good fortune, whatever. Thank now, you. Same to you, Robert, and the Manhattan clan. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Now, a couple of quick things. I asked your screener, perhaps you can do some checking. In my football schedule... It had, this Sunday, five games that said TBD, 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 TBD. What did the NFL do? Did they switch three of them to Saturday? Because those aren't, those aren't listed in my football schedule. Yes. It seems to be a triple header. The question I asked you... a triple header on Saturday, correct. Yes. Now, can you find out, because I asked your screener to, whether or not the fan is going to broadcast all three? I'm assuming there's no basketball or anything getting in the way. That would be fun. Uh, to have something to listen to on Saturday, football. So let me ask sure. you a question. Okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, question. Sunday, the Jets and Giants are playing at the same time. Yes. Are we getting Dallas and Buffalo for the good, the sexy game Sunday? Um, I would think I would think it'd be Dallas and Buffalo. Sure. That's a Fox I gotta, game. Yeah, I got to check it out. It's a it's a it's a Fox game. Is, it's Dallas? the it's the one it's the one uh, prime it's the one four o'clock Fox game. Yes. CBS has two. CBS has Washington and Rams and San Francisco Arizona. I would think you, Dallas you Buffalo that. is the game we'd get. Yeah, I could okay. double check that, but I would assume that. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to ask you what one question. Put on well, your unless C-Mac. to be fair, you've asked me like four or five already, so it's tough well, to go well, through five well, questions no. and then say I'm going to ask you one question. Well, what? Well, one one question that to put on your thinking cap. Okay. I mean, the others you can check. Yeah, no, the others you're just asking me to be Google. Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. At the end of it, and for um, um, Wild Card Weekend. Yes. Which two teams from CMAX Clever Mind? Yeah. Will be the buy teams from your point of view. Um San Francisco and Baltimore, maybe? I would say that there's a good chance at San Francisco and Baltimore. Yes. I think San I think San Francisco's the best team in the uh in the NFC. I do. I think they're the best team in the NFC. I don't see them losing again. The Cowboys in their building are as good as anyone. But they have two games on the road against Buffalo and Miami where they could easily get tripped up on either game and or both. But in their building, they're as good as anyone. That's I would I hope in all honesty, I hope it's the Cowboys that that get the bye because I want San Francisco Dallas in Dallas. Because I think that's the matchup of the best two football teams right now. I think San Francisco in that building is 
is where you're getting the two best teams. If Dallas has to go to San Fran, I expect San Fran to win that game. If San Fran has to go into Dallas, that's the best matchup possible for the NFC. That's the game I want. But ultimately, I do think it's going to be San Francisco. And yeah, in the in the they are the only current 10 and 3 team, Baltimore. Uh, the division is one of the tougher ones. I still obviously the Steelers are dealing with the backup quarterback situation as all I mean the Steelers. All three other teams are dealing with backups, but the Cleveland Browns have an excellent defense, especially at home, and we've seen Flacco play relatively well. And the same thing for Cincinnati's backup, but, uh, you know, I would say that yes. I would say that yes. Unfortunately, without really thinking about it too much on the surface of it, I, I would go chalk, and right now I would say San Francisco and Baltimore are probably the two teams that are going to get the buys this season. But again, the game I want desperately is da- is San Francisco in Dallas because Dallas in their building has proven to be as good as any team in the sport. I know they had that scare a little bit with Seattle a few weeks ago on Thursday night football, but for the most part, they have been a dominant force in that building. And that offense in particular has been a dominant force. That's the game I would love to see. That's the game I would love to see. Brent Long Island, what's up, Brent? Chris, would you sign Tommy DeVito to a ten-year deal based off of those four games? <laughs> no, I would. Or, or for winning the next, or for winning these four games, or the the next four games. No, or for those you know three games, you sign him ten years, yeah. two fifty. Yeah, exactly. I yeah, I uh, <laughs> I would not. No, I don't think. Right, I, before I, I think there are some people who might though the way they talk about him. Before I get to the real Giants point, yeah, um, I, I four of my friends didn't really. Couldn't break this down, and I said, "Let me call Chris in the morning, and I'll talk to you guys later." Yeah. Otani's contract, just quick. So the way they defer the money out after like ten years, right? Yes, it's ten and years. He's in California, the tax like does he bypass? Because if he's yes. signed right away, seven fifty. Apparently, 700. half of that's gone. Uh, yes, yeah, seven hundred. Half yes. of that's gone. So was he brilliant? Yes. To defer it, and and so was the organization. And, yes. and two things. Somebody said to me. How could they do that? Why wouldn't like Hollywood actors then, you know, do movies in California and then, you know, not get paid somehow with a loophole and defer the money and move right. out of state? Like, so how does that work then? How could yeah, they I mean, I don't do know. That? I don't. Uh, I, I don't know exactly how that the 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 SAG uh, union would work or how how that works. All I can talk about is football. I understand your point. There'd be a lot of people. Well, one, there aren't a lot of people who have enough money, like. Actors make a lot of money per film or whatever, and there's some who might have enough stash, but most actors don't have enough stash where they don't need to get paid right now. It's it's nice to avoid the tax if you don't need the money. So but, how does he avoid the tax to Otani then? Let's just keep it that. How right. is he avoiding this? That? How does he get paid the money like when he's made, when technically he's making it in California, right? Like right. This contract, he's getting paid $2 million a year for working these 10 years, and then he's getting paid $68 million a year for the 10 years after that when he will no longer be in California. Yeah. He's avoiding paying so he'll taxes. he has to move out of state? He has to, he has to yes. move. He has, so he has, that's, the, that's the loophole? Like he has to move out of there. Correct. Right? He can't re- and then when he moves... Like he cashes out the contract. I, I suppose, yeah, those six, yeah, those sixty-eight, those six. I don't know exactly how it works. He'll probably be working for the Uh, Dodgers on some level, but I, it's, it's, 
I, I don't know exactly how the tax it's works, tricky, but it's, Chris, it's very yeah, tricky. It's, tricky. it's very, and I, I hate it. it. I hate it. I think it's illegal. I it don't should think be. You do that. Make it should money be somewhere. Okay, just pay me this, and then I'm moving in ten years, right. and now I'm going to cash in this deal, and then now my time going to the best state. Or I really still don't understand how. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah, because I can't. Yeah, dream. I can't afford to divert ninety eight percent of my contract. I, I, you know, we can't. Most people can't afford to just say, "All right, pay me in ten years." He's in the unique position where he's making money off the field with another endeavor with uh, New Balance and whatever else he's the sponsorship for where he can live on $2 million a year. Well, I mean, we all could live on $2 million a year, but like he can justify making $2 million a year for a service because he's making $50 million while he's selling sneakers. And so, yeah, he's going to push it down the line. He's a young man. He could push it down the line 10 years and start making it when he's 40 and avoid some taxes. And the uh, apparently this this is the part I'm going to be honest with you. This I I, I hope I don't know how I, anyone would feel me saying this. Apparently, the contract is somehow estimated as only being worth about four hundred and seventy million dollars or so. I don't even care to try and figure that out. I don't even want to know how you're turning. I understand that it's deferred money and. I guess money you could make while that money's being deferred or different ways it offsets that money because it's being deferred. I don't care. I don't want to know. I don't care to know. I don't care how they're turning $700 million into really only being $470 million. I don't care. This is what I'm, I, I know. Eventually, whenever the hell it happens, eventually Shohei Otani is going to be given a, a sum total of $700 million. That's what I know. However it works where it de it depreciates over that time, I don't care. $700 million is going to leave the Dodgers and go into the pocket of Shohei Otani, however much it's actually worth while they do it. That's the transaction. $700 million is going to Shohei Otani. I don't care how. If that's the sum total... You divide that by the number of years he plays, and that is the number that goes on your payroll. I don't like the nonsense of saying, well, it's only really worth this because I do a bunch of magic stuff, and I put it in an account, and I let it sit there in an account, and it depreciates while it sits there, or I gain interest while it sits there, or however they figure this stupid crap out. I don't care. He's getting $700 million. He's playing for 10 years. It's $70 million a year on the payroll. That's how it should be. And if you think this is coming from a bitter Yankee fan who is now pissed off that Shohei Otani is still signed and now they're going to get Yamamoto and they're looking at Glass now and they're looking at Hayter and apparently they can add every superstar under the sun because they're saving $35 million on this Fugazi nonsense. You're right! You're right. I'm not above admitting it. It pisses me off. And I'll be honest with you. I'd like to think I'm a big enough man to tell you if the Yankees pulled this nonsense, I'd have a problem with it with the Yankees. You're getting $700 million, You're playing 10 years. It's $70 million. I don't care when the checks are written. I don't care when they're cashed. I don't, care where, I don't care where they go into the account. I don't care how much taxes you pay on it, they pay on it. I don't care where you get it, when you get it, where you're living, when you get it, what your age is when you get it. I don't care. You're making $700 million. You're playing 10 years. It's $70 million a year on the payroll those 10 years. That's how it should be. That's how it should be.
The idea they're able to give out a $700 million contract and call it Fugazi, and that's the argument. The argument is, Chris, you're not making, you're not getting the point, buddy. It's not really a $700 million contract. It's only a $480 million contract. Unless I'm wrong, isn't he getting $700 million? They can't just make that money. They can't just make that number out of thin air. It's because it depreciates over time, but he's still getting $700 million. That's the, that's the money that goes on the contract. Maybe Eric and Ron Conkama can shed some light on this. Eric, what's up? Yeah, hey, Steve. Uh, okay, well, there, well that, was, that was an interesting little rant there also, too. But look, you know, I, I mentioned to you the other day, and this was before they even uh, said that how much of it was deferred. I was saying that I wouldn't be surprised if now Yamamoto, you know, uh, of course. ends up with the Dodgers or wants to play with the Dodgers. And now after hearing that, you know, the, it's, it's no secret that they're going hard for him. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if they if they get him because they're, you know, they're, they're going to put the majority of Yamamoto's offer, you know, up front, I think. But, but you know, but here's the thing, to just to answer the Brett's question, because he was asking about actors and whatever. I mean, if you, if you uh, and I only know this because one of my friends is part of the, the SAG uh, uh, union, mm-hmm. uh, most of them don't even film in Hollywood anymore. They either film in Georgia and other right. parts of the country, Canada, right. overseas, you know, so they're not... You know, they, they, they're not hit with that uh, same taxes. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, listen, there of course, they, they try and sh- yeah. shoot on location at different places like that, absolutely. But right, there, exactly. there, there are so. there are TV shows in particular who is, who is shot on um, on the studio lot in, in oh, California. Sure, right, so not, there right. are some, but, and but, I'm but sure... It's not the same as before. Yeah. No, no, I get you. No. There's more locations. I'm just saying there are... Uh, it, they're shooting shows in L.A., and there are actors working in L.A., famous, rich actors. But... It's still, it's a very rare thing to have enough money to just say, you don't have to pay me now. Like, I don't, like, even Juan Soto. Like, everyone says, well, then this is a great deal to give anyone. Why don't the, the Mets or the Yankees just give Juan Soto this deal? Juan Soto has made a good amount of money in his career. And Juan Soto is going to make $30-plus million this year. So I suppose, theoretically, he might have enough to do that. But I don't think he's going to want to watch his money depreciate and not get it for all these years no matter how and I, no matter how the tax code works like this is a rare thing to think that any guy who makes big money would be open to this kind of deal i don't know i know shohei otani's a pioneer i know he's doing things unlike anyone's ever done them before and doing things that no one's ever done before so i get that and maybe this sparks some sort of thought inside Major League Baseball, where either they ban it, cancel it, or everyone embraces it. Maybe it goes one way or the other. I don't know. But I think it's absolute garbage. I think it's absolute garbage. Give him what he's – tell the contracts what it is. If you're paying him $470 million, or at least that's how Major League Baseball sees it, then that's the money he gets. I, it's so dumb. It's so dumb, these these math games. It's, it's just it's, – it's obnoxious. It's obnoxious. It feels it feels dirty. It shouldn't feel dirty. Whatever it is, and I understand it's it's legal, it's perfectly legal. No one's saying he's breaking the law. But it feels dirty. It feels like they're and it's only baseball, so it's not real life or death stuff. I get it, but it's just it feels cheapened, it feels dirty. It feels like you are they're playing BS games. So that they can pay him and not have to deal with the 
the struggles with. Never mind the fact that, you know, he's avoiding taxpayer, he's avoiding money to give to the state of California that I'm sure could use it. But, I mean, that's not neither here nor there. Again, I don't blame him for it. But it's just stupid. And it's unfair that teams can circumvent some of these luxury tax rules that we're literally fighting where the sport is hung up. We, they almost didn't play baseball two years ago because they're trying to figure out these taxes. And all they have to do is say, hey, we'll pay you later and we could just av- avoid them. Then why are we almost not having baseball games fighting over these rules if they're so easily o- avoided? If all you have to do is play a little game, a little uh, look over here while I'm signing over here, if that's all you have to do to avoid these tax thresholds, why are we holding up the game of baseball to do so? Stupid. Stupid. I almost lost a season of baseball to make sure these luxury tax rungs get in so teams can just avoid them anyway. And this speaks to more of the the, the, the smaller base teams. Start spending money. How about how about you guys take advantage of these rules? I'm I'm assuming that's probably why they weren't eliminated because it is it, it, maybe Pittsburgh could sign someone, maybe not Roddy Telez, maybe someone of actual worth, and pay him for the next 25 years instead of letting the Dodgers, who can spend it without blinking an eye, figure out ways so they can splinky, spl- uh, buy even more. Maybe this should benefit the teams who actually need to go out there and field a team and not the super team that the Dodgers have had for the last 20 years. Let's help the Dodgers figure it out. Let's help the Yankees figure it out. Let's help Steve Cohen figure it out. Meanwhile, the Oakland A's wouldn't spend a nickel and they're trying to move to Vegas and who knows what they'll spend when they get there. It's obnoxious. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on the fan. We'll come back. We're getting close to rapid fire. And you guys are all lined up in a pretty little row, so maybe we'll start early. McMonagle here with you on The Fan, taking you till 5 a.m. in the warm-up show right here on The Fan. Your official station to talk Giants. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. So my two favorite guys, just real quick, my two favorite guys, uh, Belichick and Brady, um, who I just love and adore and I can't get enough of them, um, have been in the news a little bit. Brady, I just saw something uh, that piqued my interest as a sports card fan. Uh, And Bill Belichick, obviously, possibly on the way out, answering tough questions. You know how Bill does with that media? He gives you uh, a solid answer and exactly what he's thinking. But rumors are that he's on his way out and that they made the decision after the loss in uh, Germany. So we'll see what happens there. They win. They won last week. See if he can regain uh, his confidence in, in the owner. But either way, looking around the landscape of the NFL, it's a lot of uh, – you could play that game about where could Bill Belichick go uh, and finish out his career. You would think with a quarterback. I mean, I, I know Boomer's talked about it. I would think San Diego is one uh, – San Diego. The Chargers in L.A. are one of the jobs you're looking at where you know you're walking into a place with a quarterback. They have a ton of talent there. Uh, Their coach is just awful, and they should be far better than they are. I mean, that's a job in nice, sunny Los Angeles. He could have a lot of uh, 
late night run-ins there and a lot of early mornings stepping out into the street with no shirt on. So that's something that you could see him. And, and Brady, did you see this? Brady had a baseball card. And, of course, he had to do a big-time stupid commercial about it. And even, uh, I mean, does, does Eli ever sit one out either? I love Eli Manning. Don't get me wrong. I love him. But does he have to join in this stupid commercial? I guess he was, uh, uh, Tom Brady was drafted by the Montreal Expos. And I guess as a catcher, at least in this commercial, he's a catcher. So we had, they have this commercial about an alternate universe where he was a baseball player, where, of course, in the alternate universe, he won eight, you know, seven championships and is the greatest baseball player of all time. It couldn't just be that, hey, he had a nice little career. No, 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 no. He's the greatest of all time as the uh, Montreal, how the Zub, the, the absolute hubris. Did I say Zubris? Ben Zubris? The absolute hubris of this man to make a commercial where not only did he play baseball, but he was the greatest ever. Obnoxious. Obnoxious. But, of course, the alternate universe where he's the greatest baseball player of all time. He saved baseball in Montreal. And, you know, he's selling cars at some dealership, whatever, this alternate universe commercial. And they've got Eli Manning getting involved where he's wearing a San Francisco Giants outfit with two San Francisco Giants rings, mockingly congratulating him on the one team he couldn't beat. There's Pedro Martinez in it, blah, 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 selling this new baseball card. I, I know I'm biased. I'm just so tired of Tom Brady. The commercial annoys Everything annoys me. With Tom Brady. But I guess apparently the card has already been pulled. It's like a one of one. He signed the uh, he signed the card and it was a one of one. It's already been pulled. It's estimated to be worth half a million dollars, half a million dollars. What I mean, just, you know. Go away, Tom. I guess you're gonna come back as a broadcaster and steal someone's job. I don't know. 877-337-6666. But back to your phone calls here. Mitchell in Manhattan. What's up, Mitchell? Hey, Chris. First time, long time. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you for making the call. How are you? Yeah, good. Your 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 energy reminds me of like the Joe Beningo overnight days. Oh, those well, that's that, really... that's very kind of you. Thank you. I try and keep the energy going through all these five hours. However long I'm on, I try and keep the energy going until I crash on the floor before I even get to the bed at home. <laughs> I really look forward to. I'm like I'm a, I'm a late night driver a lot. I really look forward to listening to well, you. Thank, thank you. you. Um, I heard you say before about looking forward to the San Francisco-Dallas potential playoff matchup to have it happen at Dallas. But I was like, you're like a rabid Giants fan. Like, I mean, the one thing we get to see, hopefully, every we hope to see year in, year out, is watching Dallas lose, hopefully, in right. the playoffs. So, so wouldn't you want to see that matchup in San Francisco? I was like, what, why would you want to see that in Dallas? Because I want the best game possible. I, I'm not one. I, I know it sounds strange. Uh, I don't. I know I hate the Cowboys, but here's the thing about the Cowboys: for the most part, like we haven't like big games. Giants, Cowboys. The Giants do much better. Phil, I hate Philadelphia. That's who I hate. Right. And I don't want to see the Dallas, the Cowboys win. Don't get me wrong, but just as an NFL fan, I was talking more about just overall the NFL fan wanting the best game. I think the best game possible is the Cowboys at home against the Niners for, for in the NFC Championship game. I think that would be the best game. It would be the best team against the team that's proven to be world-class in their building. And so that would be the the best game. But, I mean, what I would like to see, I mean, what I, you, uh, you want to know what I'd like to see besides the Giants making a run? What do I care? I'd like to see anybody else. What the hell? Why do I want to see any of these teams be successful? Let the Let the – let the Atlanta Falcons sneak in and go and go uh, 
make up for their blown performance in the Super Bowl a handful of years ago. Do I care? So I, I don't really right. – I, I want to see anything but the teams I dislike win. But if you're just asking me, like, plausibly, what's the best game? What would I like to see? I'd like to see the Niners head into the into Dallas and play that game because I think that would be the, the best quality game. That would be the biggest – uh, intriguing, great matchup the way Cowboys play in their building against what I think is probably the best overall roster and best team in the NFL. So that's what right, I would right. that's and and Brock Purdy going into that building and trying to s- cement a legacy going up against Dak Prescott, who is you know a notorious choker. I, I mean, and for even to get to that point to secure the bye to get to the championship game, he's answered some questions already. But to have Brock Purdy trying to cement him himself as one of the great quarterbacks in the league, which there'll always be a question mark when he's the last man in the draft and how talented this team is for him to go into that building, trying to answer questions after being injured in the championship game last year to go in there and take on America's team. Who's dominant in this building. And the thing of him versus Dak Prescott is about, that's about as interesting, intriguing and as good a game as I think the NFL could hope for. So that's, you know, just being a, a football fan and putting aside my bitterness uh, towards my division rivals, I think, which I can't do against the Eagles. I'll be honest, I can, I'm incapable of that. When it comes to the Eagles, I'm incapable of putting away my bias and, and giving an honest opinion because I hate them. The Cowboys, for whatever reason, I don't hate. I just don't hate them. They haven't won in forever. I hated them when I was young and everybody was a Cowboy fan and they were winning all those Super Bowls. And I would go to Brian Triglio's house and he'd be decked out in, in nothing but uh, cowboy stuff down to the, the bat. You remember those, those little garbage pails with the basketball hoop? He'd have that. He'd have all posters all over his wall. I hated the Cowboys. Hated the Cowboys. But it's been a long time. The Giants beat them on the way to the Super Bowl in, 20, in 2007. And the Eagles never always beat them. So it's different for me. So if I could put away my bias for a second and just say Niners in Green Bay is the best game the NFC has to offer, that's just how I feel. Jim in the truck. What's up, Jim? Hey, Chris. How you doing? Hey. How you doing, Jim? All right. So let me ask you a question. Are you mad at the Dodgers or are you mad at the Yankees because their accountants and lawyers aren't as smart as the Dodgers' accountants and lawyers? Uh, No, I'm mad at the Dodgers. That's an easy one. Any other brain busters? I'm mad at the Dodgers. I'm mad at Otani for wanting this contract. I don't. I don't like it. So I'm not. Ha- I, and first of all, I don't know if the Yankees were capable of giving that kind of money. I. I would be more mad if I'm a Met fan. I'd be more mad at Steve Cohen for not being willing to do this because he's the one with all the money. If it's only going to be listen, I would have. I would have suspected that you were going to have to pay close to $600 million the regular, the old-fashioned way of just giving them a contract. I thought $600 million was on the table. So if I'm Steve Cohen and I can play this game where it's really only given out so much or whatever over such a long period of time, and, hey, who knows how long I own the team? It might not even be my responsibility. Why not It's why not offer them a billion dollars? Why not? Why not, hey, Otani, you don't want to come play for New York? You don't want to take my phone call? You don't want to call me and find out how much I'm willing to give you? Here, let me write a number on a, a paycheck. It's got nine zeros on it. You want it? And why not? Ultimately, how much? That's it's 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 only three hundred million more than seven hundred million. If I play the game and the numbers, it might only be six hundred million after all said and done. And I was probably willing to give him six hundred million dollars anyway. 
So why isn't Steve Cohen offering $900 million? Why isn't Steve Cohen offering him to make him the first billion dollar? You put the word billion in front of there, Otani's going to say no? And if you think that's a far reach, I don't know, is it? You can make anything happen. What's the, what's the law? What does uh, Matthew McConaughey say in, uh, it's, it's a fugazi, it's a fugazi, it's, it's, it's all nonsense. In Wolf of Wall Street? <laughs> it's a, it's a wazi, it's a woozy, it's a fugazi. It's all, it's all nonsense anyway. Offer him a billion dollars. You don't have to pay him a billion dollars apparently. So it's so stupid. No, I'm not. I'm not mad at the Yankees for not having uh, smarter. I, I I I assume you pay people. You have to pay them. Jesse in Queens, what's up, Jesse? Hey, Chris, what's up? How's everything? Um, uh, everything's great. Everything's great. I listen, um, I've been wa- watching the uh, California media and 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 some uh, sports shows on there. Mm-hmm. They're talking that Steph is not really happy. And, you know, the Warriors are disintegrating right now with all this stuff. What about the Knicks um, trying to contact the Warriors? <laughs> they, might, they might want to They might want to rebuild that because Thompson is leaving. Draymond Green is Infin- you know, uh, indefinitely suspended. Um, and they're saying Steph is not happy. And he wants – I think he wants to win a couple more championships before he calls it quits. So I, I would have, be shocked. I would just be shocked. He is so, he is such a superstar ingrained with that team. I, I understand everything could happen. You know, LeBron left Cleveland, um, but this guy, I mean, I, I would be shocked if he wants to come over and be a Nick or leave that team at all. But yeah, I mean, if that's even a remote possibility, yeah, you move heaven and earth to try and get it done. No doubt. We have we have all the picks. Yeah, no, no. Listen, they have, have put themselves. Grimes. They have put themselves in a position developing these young players and accruing all these draft picks that they could make a move like that. They're in as, as good a position as as some others, or as anybody else really, to make that move. We've been talking about it at, uh, forever. That you know they need to figure out how to get a superstar here. And and I remember when the Embiid news broke, and most people, and I don't even disagree with them. But, you know, most everybody in this town felt like, no, not Embiid. He's not a right fit. He's had his playoff issues. He's lazy at times. There's this. There's that. And while I don't necessarily disagree with that sentiment, at some point you got to pull the trigger on bringing a superstar. How many – how much – they didn't trade for Mitchell. They, You know, I mean, when he, how long are you going to wait for the perfect, perfect guy? Now, is Curry the perfect guy at his age, late in the career? You can't say no to it. I mean, he's still – he's still phenomenal. What is the – He's averaging 29.1 points a game. I mean, he's he's still he's still Steph Curry. You have to go get him if that's available. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I mean, I just it seems so far fetched to me. It seems so far fetched that the Knicks would get that. But yeah, I don't know how unhappy he'd be. I don't know how they can make it work. I understand, you know, Thompson could be leaving. Draymond Green is is obviously dealing with issues. I mean, and if you haven't heard that news after the the absolute, you know, whirly bird punch uh, against the Suns on um, Tuesday night. He has now been suspended indefinitely, and he's going to have to seek counseling and do certain things to get back on his team. And, I mean, it's just endless issues with Draymond Green. I mean, you know, punching teammates in the face, stepping on chest. You could find a video on, on Twitter of all the different uh, transgressions he has had over the years, and this one was as bad. He knows... He knows he the defender is right on him. 
and he just spins, puts his his hands eight feet in the air and just wallops him in the face. Like, there's no rhyme or reason for it. And the idea that he's selling a call with it is just preposterous. But, look, I, I, that's too far-fetched for me. Let, let's hear. I mean, you want to say he's unhappy, that team's falling apart a little bit. It's certainly not the championship caliber team. It was even a handful of years ago. But that's that was the storyline heading into the season that they turned around and won the championship most recently. So, who knows? But I'm open to it, sure. You want to bring Steph Curry to the Knicks? I'm in. 446, McMonagle here with you. Let's go. We have reached that our favorite part of the show that I dedicate for you. I selfish, selflessly, very much like the Dodgers, are going to put money into an account, let it sit there. That's what I do at the beginning of the show. I take 15 minutes, put it in the, I put it in a bucket, side little, side little bucket, and I save it just for you. And I said 15 minutes because it's only going to be 10. And that's how apparently when you put things away, that's how it actually becomes. It's 15 minutes turned into 10. So you better make me a phone call and you better get it in right now. 877-337-6666. McMonagle here with you on The Fan. The Fan is better when you're a part of it. Call us at 877-337-6666. Powered by Paramount+. Plus. Stream the NFL on CBS live on Paramount+. Plus. All right, so if you heard me mention the Brady story, just a little um, little uh, side note on it because I, I, I wanted to make sure I cleared this up. So he signed this card, right? So I, I, saw, I, t- I told you about the commercial. He was drafted as an expo. He was a power-hitting left-handed uh, catcher or power left-handed hitting catcher out of high school. He was drafted in the 18th round, and he's done a line of cards here, um, uh, Bowman Chrome, if you're in, into cards. And so he's got... Two different cards that are worth a lot of money and only one. So it's not the only card. There's still another card out there. The golden ticket is still available, for uh, Veruca. So don't hold out hope. Your daddy still might find it. The, uh, so the one of one. So typically these things get graded. He, he had these chrome cards. He made 50 of them. Or they made 50 of them. But there's one of one of what they call a super refractor if you're in the card business. So that was the one of one. It's signed just, all it says is Tom Brady. It's just a signature, but it is the one of one super refractor. And they that was pulled by one of these breaking companies. They have these companies that open up card boxes online and you can buy into the break and you'll get certain teams and whatever players from that team are, are pulled, then you get those cards mailed to you. So somebody won uh, a Tom Brady Expo card, amazingly enough. So that one they're guessing is about worth $100,000 or so. Could be more depending on who wants to buy from it. But there's another card, and it's it's 12 of the 50, so it's one of 50. It's not a super refractor. It's not one of one, but it is one of one in how he signed it. He signed it, Tom Brady, if baseball doesn't work out, there's always football. So there's one card that was signed with a little bit extra. If baseball doesn't work out, there's always football. And they are estimating that card that there is already a collector who's come out and said he will buy it for 500000 So that's the card. They're guessing the card that's been pulled is worth about a hundred, maybe a little bit more, but the one with the extra signing of if baseball doesn't work out, there's always football. Someone's already been out there saying, if you find that card, I will give you 500000 for it. Not bad. Let's get back to the phone calls. Travis in the Bronx. What's up, Travis? Chris, what's up, man? Good morning. What's going on? 
So I just got in the car and I just heard through you in the la- before the last break that Draymond, you know, got indefinitely suspended. He did. The first thing that came to mind without any real thought, and I, I kind of like it, I think the Knicks, instead of Curry, I think the Knicks should trade for Draymond. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? Wow. Because because his value is probably not going to be yeah. as low as it is right now. That, yeah, that's and the fair. Last, and the last time <laughs> that something like this happened, the Knicks traded for Sprewell, and that really re, it, it recalibrated that team. And yeah. I think with Mitchell Robinson out, adding Dream on, and then getting Robinson potentially back for the playoffs, I think that's the most impactful, realistic move that the Knicks can make without mortgaging their future. Yeah, no thank you. I'd rather mortgage the future and get the, the, the more stable better player. No thanks. I have no interest in, in Draymond Green. I don't even know when he's going to be back on the court. And look at the nonsense he pulls on a on a on a monthly basis. Uh, there's absolutely no, no interest whatsoever in in acquiring Draymond Green. Not now. No thank you. That was a perfect call for rapid fire. No. Mitchell and Fort Lee, what's up Mitchell? Good morning, Big Mac. Well, I didn't have a chance because of my work schedule to call you after we had the big signing. So we both got what we wanted, number one, for an early Christmas gift is Soto. Yes. And, uh, I'm not done. So I, want the, I want the Yama Soto. I want the Yama Soto. Yeah, but, but Chris, to be honest with you, I mean, Major League Baseball should do something with the Dodgers because this contract is a complete joke, and it, it just, it's just wrong how they did it. But it's legal. But, I, Chris, honestly, they saved all that money. You can just smell he's going to the Dodgers. I mean, the Yankees tried everything possible. Wh- why? 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 Because, because, the, because they went down there and met with him? Like, uh, why? Why what? That, I think that he's going to the Dodgers? Yeah. Because... Because he's going to play with Otani, he's going to play with Olsen, he's going to play with, you know, it just, it, just, it just feels that way. I hope I'm wrong, Chris. I hope I'm wrong. I would love to have him there. But on, on the B plan, if the Yankees, or the A plan, if they don't get him, I, I want Montgomery back. That's what I want back also. I would like to have Montgomery and him, to have the two of those guys, and then go try, then I told you before, we need a closer. And that's what I really think we need. I think they keep on saying about Hicks. I would take him. The kid can throw hard, and before he did, he had that arm problem. Yeah. The kid was no, right Hicks in the bullpen, out. yeah, that, that works. Um, I, 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 I would take Montgomery back. Don't get me wrong, Mitchell. Listen, I'm still on Yamamoto. Until I know he's not coming, I'm on Yamamoto. I'm not thinking about Montgomery. I'm not thinking about Snell. I would still be thinking about trading for certain guys. I mean, I, I, I'm open to trade and see for a Dylan Cease, or I'm open to trade for a Corbin Burns out of Milwaukee, I would love that. I would love Yamamoto and then go trade for Corbin Burns with with maybe Gleyber Torres and, or something like that and really go for it here this year uh, in 2024. I don't know if they'd want Gleyber, but Peraza, some other prospects, I'm open to it and really go after it and add, add Yamamoto and Corbin Burns to this rotation. Um, but that's the pivot for me. The immediate pivot for me is those two pitchers in the trading market. Um but Montgomery, I think it's overblown that he won't come back and that he's so angry with the Yankees. I don't think he's angry with the Yankees. I think he's disappointed they didn't let him pitch the way he wanted to pitch, but now he's proven that his way is best, and I don't think he'll get any pushback whatsoever on it from the Yankees. So I think it's probably a place he's comfortable with. He likes a lot of his teammates, and listen, it's a good place to go win. I don't know if the Yankees are willing to do that. Here's my thought process on it. Hal Steinbrenner is willing to spend this extra money and go over the luxury tax for superstars. Controllable, young, 25-year-old superstars. Well, controllable at least in the Yamamoto. 
But, like, he's willing to go get these young superstars who make tremendous impact both off the field and on the field. And so Yamamoto, he's willing to go spend that extra money. I don't know if he's willing to go give $200 million to Montgomery, who's already been with the Yankees and is, you know, he 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 won a handful of games. He's a World Series champion. He won, he pitched well in the postseason, but like he he's not like if Rodon is right, Montgomery's the third best pitcher in that rotation. And do you want to give him – I'm sorry, that's just the truth. Now, Rodon being right is a big question mark. Don't get me wrong. But Montgomery's a, a, a really steady pitcher who pitched well in this postseason and has earned the money. I don't know if that's the kind of pitcher the Yankees are willing to go over these luxury tax with. I don't know if that's the kind of pitcher they're willing to bump up their salary for. Yamamoto, young superstar, who they absolutely love and think is an, an absolute difference maker at ace Head of the staff, the second, you know, that Cole is no longer capable of being so, that guy's the guy they're willing to go for. Soto's the guy they're willing to go for. I don't know if they trans I don't know if they go back and and get the likes of Snell and Montgomery. I don't think so. I think they'll add pitchers in the back end of the bullpen and maybe some other kind of starters, but I think they'll be comfortable with their depth. And right now, Clark Schmidt and Rodon and Nesta Cortez and figure it out. But we'll see. I'm not giving up on Yamamoto at all. I'm not ready to give up on him. I don't care who went there to go meet him with the Dodgers. I'm still hanging on to hope. So should Met fans for that matter. Thank you guys for calling. Thank you guys for listening. Chris on the other side, I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. The warm-up show is next. Enjoy Thursday night football, although it sounds like no one's playing. I'll catch you guys tomorrow, 2 a.m., right here on The Fan. Sports Radio 101.9 FM. Double you up and